Hello and welcome to another episode of The Advantage, where sometimes we talk about sports betting and other times we break down the greatest show on television, MTV's The Challenge. We are talking about every episode of season 39. Episode 11 is today's topic. And of course, joining me as he does every week, Gibby Graves. Gib, welcome back from your trip to Turks and Caicos. You look nice and tan, scruffy. How was your time away? It was good, relaxing, got to hang with the fam. Uh, everybody was, everyone was together for the first time in a while. So um, it was nice. And the warm weather is is fantastic. So good time down to Turks and Caicos. Can't complain with that. And then do you want to let the listeners know on the depressing news that came your way uh, when you got home? Yeah, uh, ended up losing in the, in the fantasy football finals against uh, Drew, who has collected his like fourth or fifth championship in our league. Uh, I was going for my second uh, and just like, it wasn't a competitive matchup at all, uh, which sucks. So it wasn't even fun to watch any of the football games. So it was just a kind of a letdown after a really fun season for me. Um, Just a letdown to to the end of it. Back at it next year. Of course, back at it, back at it. So I go from semis last year, finals this year, it's, it would be poetic if I won next year. All right. If, if it's not me, I'll root for you as always. Uh, I will not be rooting for Drew. But, Gib, you are going to crack up when you find out next week how I roped Drew on, on dominating our fantasy league. I think that this is our, his fifth trophy, and he's the commissioner of our league. So I got some questions for him, and I got him to come on the pod next week. I'm sure you'll tune in. Anyways, this week we're talking about episode 11 of The Challenge an eating competition, an ABC party, uh, a challenge vet and legend coming in as the mercenary. A lot of fun topics to get through today, Gib. The first thing I want to talk about is just the dedication that I have to the podcast now. This is the first time I ever watched a challenge episode twice. And because you were traveling and because I had to watch it when it came out, And we couldn't record it a few days early before we released the show like we normally do. Uh, I knew we were going to be recording today, January 2nd. And I was like, I need to watch this again. So I watched this twice out of sheer dedication to talking about the recaps. It's impressive. Our dedication to this show is second to none. And I want the producers of this show to, to somehow find this pod listen to it, and then invite us to be a part of, you know, making decisions on the show. That is the ultimate goal here. Making decisions on the show. I think we're <laughs> far away from that before some of the people in the Reddit forums would get it. But at least to be, like, talking about this, I think eventually if we keep doing challenge recaps enough, that we're going to have a, a hilarious challenge audience that tunes in with us, um, especially when we started at the beginning of a next season instead of doing it midway through. Two topics off screen before we get into episode 11. You see Nelson's Instagram post? I did. Um, I also saw the comments from the other castmates on it. Uh, do you want to give like a little blurb of what, what he said? Before I uh, thoughts on it? Yeah, for, for, I, I would assume most people who are watching the challenge and tuning in know, but Nelson Thomas, Nelly T is by far our most beloved challenge member. Uh, He's been on so many seasons and unfortunately was in a horrible car crash in between seasons where I think he's 
getting his ankle fused, but he is no longer going to be able to compete because of the physical injuries he sustained, it seems. Uh, and he's gone through a lot personally and physically and emotionally and in the spotlight and all these things. Uh, there was a GoFundMe created for him when he got into the accident, which I guess a lot of people donated to. Um, I did not. I would have had I known about it. Um, and then it came out a few months later that he was actually like driving under the influence and got a DUI and was getting in some legal trouble because of the accident. So people felt very misled that a GoFundMe was created, despite the fact that they weren't told that it was because of a DUI situation. Uh, Nelson's came out on Instagram and said, I want to apologize for the miscommunication that one of his friends naturally set up the GoFundMe. And he didn't want to talk about the legal circumstances around the accident because it was still like, you know, going through the motion. So he didn't have a resolution or really know which direction it was going to go. So he didn't want to speak publicly on legal issues, which I guess we see all the time in sports, which we normally talk about on the spot. But he he manned up to it. He apologized. He said he was giving money back to anyone who anyway. wanted a refund. Yeah. Uh, I, I I thought he owned up to the mistake well. I, I think people make mistakes. I think that is an egregiously dangerous mistake to make and sometimes unforgivable. But uh, you know, in this case, I'm I'm proud of Nelly T for I guess the, the, the main sentiment that people had was uh it takes it takes, you know, everyone makes mistakes, but it takes a man to admit when when you've done wrong. And so he definitely handled that part of it. Yeah, he, he owned up to it um and he's like writing writing all the wrongs he could if anyone wanted money back he'll give it back to them uh he's just he seems like such a great guy this is obviously a mistake he made uh i don't think people should be defined by one mistake that they they've made unless it was like totally egregious but like uh, i think that he can come back from this and i think like this is the first step to towards doing that listen we had the ravens this weekend did you see who they they honored Ray Rice, Westchester, now on four, New Rochelle. He was like the Jersey of the Week honoree or whatever it was, which a lot of people had backlash over. And he came out, he's like, I don't want one mistake to define me. And I've changed a lot since that person, you know, 10, 10 15 years ago. Um, anyways, on to happier stuff. Well, also, this one also took place in the hospital, though. I got one more update. Yeah. James. James Mariah's uh Mariah's challenge challenge boo. Yeah. Post uh season nose job. So if we see James again, he will be looking a little bit differently. Wait, what? Those who can't see Gibby's face just went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what? I got I gotta look this up. What's do you know yeah. James's last name? What's his last name? No, nah, you can just look up James the Challenge nose job. I saw the pictures come through. Uh you couldn't really see anything because it was it was it was uh, bandaged up, but I, it just kind of reminded me that these people are like so good looking and so unbelievably fit and take care of themselves in such ridiculous ways. But like, unless it was like a breathing and sleeping issue, like if it was purely cosmetic, like I almost feel bad for the guy because like the guy is an absolute stud and clearly still deals with. That's like body dysmorphia type of stuff. If if it's cosmetic only in nature. Yeah, I 
I don't know. I have no idea why he got this. I'd have to read more into that. But I remember when not. Uh, no, I can't find this anywhere. All right, I'll see. Uh, Towie Star. Oh, it looks like James. If his name is James Locke, yes. It looks like he broke his nose at some point. Or. Yeah, you see the picture now? Yeah, I see the picture. Um, he also looks very different on Instagram than he does like on the challenge. He tagged Serene Cosmetic in the picture. That's why yeah, I this said. Is, yeah, this is this is interesting. He, he I, I he is to me one of the more baffling characters that they've had on the show. I don't understand him at all. Not saying in a good or bad way. I just don't really get him. Um, and him having a nose job uh, post-season, I don't know if it's cosmetic or whatever reason, but, you know, his choice, I guess. I, I have no, I have no like, good for him, bad for him. He, that's his choice. Agreed. Uh, agreed. Ho- hopefully he feels better in whatever version of himself he chose to do it in, whether it was needed or cosmetic. Anyways, let's get into episode 11. Pretty decent episode. We had it left off with um, TJ telling the contestants at the end of episode 10 after the elimination that we're going directly to a challenge. I thought the funniest thing right off the bat, Gib, was it shows them going back to the house. And like we knew it was an eating challenge because of the previews, but it shows them going back to the house and all having a meal to get energy before going to the challenge. Did you notice that and think like they're all fucked? They're going to have full stomachs as they go eat? No, I, that wasn't my first thought, but now that I'm thinking back on it, that's really funny that they were just showing them, like, chomping down. Um, but I don't think, like, a lot of times, like, I'd say 80% of the time in the eating challenge is not about quantity. It's about, like, the taste of the, like, the disgusting stuff. And yeah, I was the time more thinking you'd have the baseline for puking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, that's that's the inevitable in the eating challenge. Okay, so then they go to the eating challenge. They have to do some little race to get puzzle pieces back to their thing and then solve a puzzle to then open a dinner box. They're putting teams of four. Uh, TJ keeps doing the thing, which they're just split up based on the way that they're standing. I'm sure that they're putting standing orders based on a way that's predetermined. Um, any big takeaways from the challenge part of it itself? You want me to do mine? Yeah, I'll let you go first. Uh, Asaph is a monster. He needs to be way higher rated in our futures odds. We need to bring him up to about plus 700 because he's doing well in the social game. Literally no one's going for my man Saf, right? And then he's bendy. He's flexible from his dancer days. He's strong. He's fit. He's has incredible balance. He does not give up in these strength and endurance challenges. This man grabs whatever box and then he gets the answer wrong for the trivia and grabs a heavier box. And it does not matter. He gets that shit done and just doesn't stop. I've literally never seen him gas out. Uh, I think the only thing that's stopping soft right now is a hard puzzle that he just blows it on or something like, head-to-head, really physical, where he goes against another beast. 
Yeah, and, but he he is pretty strong. I mean, he's not the strongest guy in the house, but he, it's not like he's a, a weak dude. It just makes me think that um, casting did a bad job after his Are You the One season not to cast him immediately. Like He should right. have been on the challenge right away because could you imagine i don't if you i don't know if you remember his he did dancing with the stars he did he did a few things he did a few dancing competitions so you think he he can dance yeah he did like random stuff right but he didn't do the challenge he did a challenge and then he did the challenge he did a season before this can't remember which season it was but he did one but it was it was a little later i'm saying if they would have got him right away and if you watched Are You the One, you could know you knew this guy is meant for the challenge, especially once they that started to be the pipeline into the challenge. Because uh, one, he was like a serious ladies' man. He would have caused drama, and he's good at this stuff. He's perfect. He would have been perfect. So like now he's married, and like all, so he doesn't bring as much drama like socially. But it would have been amazing back in the day. It would have been amazing. It's a great call. I feel like he was on um, Devin's. Season of Are You the One? No, and totally. he wasn't. No, different one. Devin, Devin was season maybe two, and then Tori, Tori and ASAP were the same season. There you go. So he ASAP theoretically could have been along as on as long as Tori's been on. Exactly, he could have been a male version of Tori. Um, maybe not as popular. Like Tori, Tori's such a good character, such a good like person for the show. But he could have been like kind of on that. Could have been a Devin, Devinish type of person. I find Tori so annoying at this point, which I've made plenty clear on this season numerous times. All right. Uh, We immediately see Michelle start talking that she's really anxious that this is the time that it's going to be Laurel. And it's brought on from the beginning of the show. Now, my question for you, and it culminates, spoiler alert, it culminates with Laurel being the mercenary. It culminates with Laurel saying... If I take out the chaos thing, I'm bringing down Michelle. I'm going for the girl in a purple sweatshirt and her freaking out. And ultimately, it doesn't happen. But the whole thing was set up there. Now, Michelle naturally runs a little anxious, right? You think that this was well-timed Michelle anxiety? Or do you think this was producer-informed that it's pipe up the Laurel talk because it's coming this week? Uh, it was producer forced, uh, and I actually thought it was a poor job by the producers the way they did it because I knew that she they weren't going to pull the chaos card because production does this a lot with like if something big like that would happen like pull a chaos they go back to it from a previous season like some drama on previous seasons they would have been building that up for episodes uh, it wouldn't have just been like like come on this episode and that's like the first time we're even thinking about that this would have been like all right let's bring up all everyone's um almost vendettas from previous seasons of people who have won championships and could be um uh could be coming in as a mercenary and they didn't do that so therefore i was like yeah the chaos thing the chaos pull it's going to be kind of, now i know for the rest, it's going to be kind of random they're never going to be anything that's like oh i'm getting you back Right. Yeah, they would have been. You're the one to. You're the one to go to for what the producers are setting up. Because have you seen all 39 seasons? I've not seen all 39. I think I. Well, I don't remember the first season I started. I it was if after. The first few seasons are still on tape somewhere. 
I, I know on Paramount Plus it starts at like season ten. The first like nine, I have no idea where where those are or what those are. But I think the first season I might have watched would be like Inferno. Like way again, maybe like season like twelve or thirteen. It's like when I started. I've definitely seen like an Inferno's three at this point. Uh I started like yeah. one or two before Dirty Thirty. So I'm like twelve seasons in. Yeah, so you you're you're at where production where like the overall like the general production is way way better than it used. That's to why that's why I can't go back and rewatch the old ones because I'm like the 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 camera quality is so much worse. The cuts are pathetic. Like the way they set things up is just like more like so obvious and ridiculous. So I'm like, all right, I can't even bother. It had like, I been in, through it in the moment, it would have still been legendary at the moment. But the parties were way better, and we'll get to the ABC party of this episode. But that was like, that would have been like the tamest party they had, every, like every season they have a party every night. That would have been the tamest party of the whole season. Agreed. Uh, did anyone impress you in the eating competition, particularly? One person, and I wasn't. I didn't see it coming. Corey didn't see it coming. Corey didn't see it coming. Did not see him. And it, 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 you know what it is, is when, when during these eating competitions, I look at their face and their, like their body, how they're reacting. Corey was, it didn't, nothing faced him. Like if you're eating it and you're looking at it and you're pausing all that kind of stuff, like this is good. This is bothering you. Corey, not, not like a, a second did he hesitate. We just, mm, 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 mm. and I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. So he impressed me, man. He that could if he makes it to a final, and that's a big part of the final. I don't know about his endurance, but he his uh, his odds went up a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, he's little a, bit. he's a monster. Like he's also like potentially like bigger and better fit than Fessy. Um, he I think he's more fit. Like if you look at his muscles, he's like he looks strong. I think Fessy, but Fessy's like six seven. Fessy's a huge dude. Fessy's like a, a Fessy's knows how to like Fessy's like CT where they just know how to use their body perfectly. Corey hasn't proven that yet, but Corey is a freight train. Like I would be terrified of Corey in any type of physical challenge. Uh, and he's showing that he can eat well. He's done had an up and down social game, but it's it's peaking at the right time. And uh, yeah, he only down that food. The only death of Corey, and I and I might be misremembering this, but I think he lost to Huey last season in an elimination. Which he did. I don't think mm. Huey's that bad though. Yeah, but if you're gonna, you know, I don't know, Huey at the, that season, I thought he was clear that was like maybe two seasons ago, last season. I thought he was clearly the worst guy um physically, like like strength wise. I don't know if it was a strength elimination. I'd have to go back a little bit. It wasn't a good look for Corey to lose to him. Um, yeah, I was I was clearly most impressed by Corey. He definitely proved something. We had a nice clip when Mariah won the the daily challenge where she said she really wants to win mo the money to help her family. And she said, quote, for me, my mom is the best mom. Any thoughts on Mariah's moving statement? Saying she's trying to win for her family and that her mom's the best mom? Who has anyone gone on this challenge and been like, 
I'm gonna I'm winning this money for me and just me. I really I'm, want I'm, gonna, I'm getting a car. I'm getting I a re- place near the beach. I I'm want that. back to do it again. The only person who's ever said anything like that, and it wasn't as bad, was like Wes is like, I have and and Jordan too. Like they're like I have businesses and I need to, I need the money for the businesses to like kind of run. Like they're not. They're not. Everyone else is like I'm doing this for my mom. I'm doing this for my kids. Who who does it for their kids more than Corey? Uh, Corey <laughs> Warden. Um, yeah, I mean that was. A, I mean. That was just like a boring statement. I don't, I don't even know why why they put that in there. I have no idea. Exactly. Uh, we talked about the party. It was an ABC party. Anything but clothing. Gib, you ever been to one of those? I have uh, in college. I think we. What, I think what, we had. had um, I don't know. I think I wore like I, I like my dad like short shorts from when he when he was playing basketball in college, and that was it, or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. I know in college we had that a bunch. Like every year there was one. I don't think I've ever been to one. I'd make like a bandana diaper though. That would be my go-to. All right. Uh, I noticed the pairings that walked out. I thought we could learn something from the crew of people that they saw walking out together. Now let me know if any of these catch your eye and are worth discussing. Nerys and Horacio walk out together. First kiss. Any any surprises? No, I thought that was corny and over. Uh, you love them. I think that they're annoying, but yes. I don't. I love Narice. Correction. All right. Okay. Michelle and Corey walk out together. Any surprises? No. No, I thought Michelle walked out with Jay. And Jay, too. And Corey. Yes. yes. Uh, no, no surprise there. Zaza. Mariah and James in full display in their flowers. Uh, no, because I guess that's the alliance now. But also, James looked absolutely shredded. <laughs> he, shredded. He looked like uh, an absolute like, action figure. He looked like the Hulk, which goes full circle to the beginning, where if he got the nose job because it was purely cosmetic, then like that's that's a little bit sad because the dude is an absolute beast. Um, but yeah, that's who you would expect him to walk out with. Uh, Emmanuel yeah. and Raven. No, that doesn't surprise me because they kind of, they, they finagle, you know. She knows she has a girlfriend. She don't care. So I have a, I have a, I have a nice uh, comparison for this. Okay. Raven wanting to sleep with Emmanuel and knowing that Emmanuel has a girlfriend and it just Raven's like, that's him doing wrong and that's his problem. But like, that ain't on me. Right. Like he shouldn't do it. But like, that's not my problem. It's kind of like when I watch an illegal stream for sports and I'm like, it's on them for putting it up there. Like, I'm just watching it. I'll click the link. <laughs> I'll watch the stream. But they're the ones doing the illegal practice by pirating the thing or like. You're betting if you bo- bet with an illegal bookie, like if you have a local bookie, right? And you go meet at whatever shop and place your bets with him. He's technically not allowed to place your bets, but it's not illegal on you to bet with said bookie. It's illegal for bookie to say place your bets. So it's like, hey, listen, if he's at the bodega taking $500 on the heat, like I'm just going to, I, I want to put $500 on the heat. Yeah, I think. 
Honestly, I think it's a little not to play this card, but I think it's a little sexist how they're doing this, right? When Mariah is hooking up with a guy and they're not even dating, uh, she's not dating Johnny, she feels like this overwhelming sense of guilt. People are like plowing it on her, like, like you're wrong, like, why are you doing this? And then uh, what's his name? Does Emmanuel hooks up with a girl, knowingly and is admitting he has a girlfriend and just doing it, no conscience at all. And production's not really, they're not really doing anything about it. They're just like, oh yeah, he's hooking up with her and no one cares. It's a nice acknowledgement of the double standard. It definitely exists. It, 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 it's, it's a wild double standard. In this case, it's, it, it's clear as day. It, it, it's insane. Um, shout out to us for being, for, for acknowledging that. <laughs> Alright, so I was watching I was watching this episode with my challenge bingo card out, and I'd like to read to you the statements that ended up making me cross out the X's, so I created my bingo. You ready? Yeah. Berna gives an, an, another emotional rant to a contestant. She, got, she goes I, and tell, she's telling Emmanuel, I'm not aggressive. You think I'm aggressive, which then makes me be aggressive to help tell you I'm not aggressive. I'm like, Berna, shut, relax. <laughs> She's, she uh, is not my favorite character on the show. <laughs> Olivia complaining about the Norris and Horatio situation. This time doing it from like, Horatio's not even playing the game. He's just booed up with Norris. He's not even doing anything social. I have his back all the time and he's not doing shit for me. And like, are we really even friends? Like, be for real. I have a point here because um, I don't really know. Like, there's a couple of alliances I know, but I feel like the show's production has done a really weird job, not a bad job, but a weird job of, like, keeping us in the know of, like, who's got who's back. I feel like every week it's a guessing game for me. Like, uh, does Horacio, like, really like this person anymore? Uh, does, like, is Corey, like, have this person's back? Every week, every character, I have no idea who's on whose alliance or side anymore. It's kind of a weird way where, like, previously you knew everyone knew the alliances. They were, it was, like, cut and dry. This one, I feel like, is just, like, a constantly moving ship. That's my last topic. We're going to get there in a second. So let's pause that and revisit that in one second because I kind of can work a topic off that. So one of So I had those first two, Berna. And then the Olivia, Olivia complaining situation. Then I had my free space in the bingo card. Then I had a contestant who says that, who knows that they're going to be nominated to be the House vote, ends up nominating themselves before the House vote can do it. Have you ever seen that before? And they try and yes. take all the clout? It, it, and now it's not even clout. Like, she was going to get voted in. It's one of the most cliche things you can do now in the show. And people see right through it. The only there are times where it's been pretty sweet, like when Corey, uh, not when uh, Jordan did it, when it was like he clearly had a twenty five percent chance, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm going against bananas," and pulled all of it. That was awesome. That was sick. But this is like, oh, like I'll put my name down there, even though she was going to get voted down there, in which she had a thirty three percent chance of getting a put. Like none of that. That was not cool at all. It wasn't risky. It didn't mean anything and i thought it was cliche it annoyed me they had everyone they went around the room and everyone's like 
you're badass, girl. Like, way to go. Like, so strong. And then they cut to my man, Soft, a.k.a. the guy who I now want to win very clearly and that I'm rooting for. He goes, we knew you were going in, Zaza. You could play all nights you want, but that wouldn't change anything. So uh, we've seen that literally a thousand times. So that crossed off the bingo card. And then the person who actually got in the in the elimination, Raven, she's strapping on her helmet, getting ready to go against Laurel. And you know what she says, Gim? Oh, shit. She goes, to be a champ, I think this is mandatory. This is a necessity. Like, yeah, if you lose in an elimination, you can't be a champ, Raven. <laughs> like, it was the most obvious, dumbest thing in the world. I, it, if I want to be a champ, I think this is necessary. Well, yeah. I think, well, there's a saying it's like, like that uh, TJ always says. It's like, to be a champ, you got to beat a champ or beat the champs. To which Zaza um, was screaming it like she was excited for it. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure we'll get into more into the Raven Laurel thing or after this. Yeah. But yeah. So, so um, Raven beats Laurel. But this is this is this is the point that I wanted to point out between Raven and Zaza. And this is goes back to what you were saying before about Noman the Alliances. One of the smartest moves you can do going into this game, and what I would do if I uh was going on the game myself or knew someone going on the game and they wanted a bit of my advice, because they're like, Mike, you host the most amazing challenge pod weekly you clearly know what you're talking about what is some like basic tips i say you go up to the biggest alliance in the house the one with the most numbers and you say i'm willing to be your last number let's work together and you get all the other ones out and then you guys can start picking me off at the end make me the fifth one that you vote in and if i end up winning three or four straight eliminations then i can make the finals but let me ride with you guys until your core, and then I'm the last one left, right? Yeah, makes sense. Like if you're new, you go up to you go up to Bananas and Corey and Fessy. If if you're in one of those seasons, you go up to Tori and you say, "Listen, I know you and Bananas are going to be working together more than me and you, but let me work with you guys until I'm the last one left, right?" Well, I, th- I think it depends I'll be on the a number. number. I'll vote how you want to vote uh, until and then. So that's what I think Raven's done, right? Raven's joined the Olivia, Michelle, and Narice. She knew those three were closer than before she showed up. So Raven joins on to them, rides that till close to the end, and then at the last moment pulls the, well, now I can join the other group and be like three on three or four on four. And so now Raven goes and joins Zaza, And she'll start to pair up with Zaza and Mariah. And it'll be Zaza, Raven, Mariah versus Michelle uh, and the other two. Well, I think in this season that makes sense. I don't think every season that makes sense because there are some seasons where there are more rookies and more like new blood or there have been than Bananas and some of the vets. And the vets were able to pick them off because – rookies did that and were like hey like i'll be your last number and then they just picked off rookies one by one by one by one and then the rookies no it's not you you have to take out the vets you if you're rookies you have to hope that you can be like 
hey, like we have the numbers. Let's see if we can take them out. Nah, Gib, if you're a rookie, you need to try and get as far as you can personally. <laughs> fuck the rookies. Fuck the vets. Side with the vets. Go six rounds deep and then switch it like 180 and say whoever's left, we all have to team up at this point. Yeah, but then you're then who's left is like that alliance, and you're dead last. You're cooked. You're gonna make it to the. You're gonna make it to week six, and you're done. We you'd, have, you'd, have, you'd have to win like three straight eliminations to get in. Well, we'd have to look at. We, I'll go back and look here, but I'll, I'll do some research. What's the furthest that rookies have gone, and what was the rap that they took? Like, Har- I remember, like I think, Har- think about Horacio and Chris. They Chris just won as a rookie, went in fifteen times. Horacio went in 15 times, not literally 15, but they went in five or six wow. times into the elimination and kept winning to make the finals. Horacio still made the finals but lost, and Chris ended up winning it outright. So you have, you're going to have to go in three-plus times realistically as a rookie. And I think, so you I might think, as well save them as long as you can. I think Tori also – when and then maybe the you, maybe you pull off a daily in one of those. Maybe you pull off a daily and get immunity. Maybe you're on a good team, and and when there's four on there's eight people left, and it's a four on four team, like you can get lucky towards the end and win a daily, win one elimination, and skate to the finals. I think okay, it's the strategy. Right. I think it's the strategy that Raven took this season, and I think she's doing very well for herself and now she's probably putting herself in the stronger alliance she's not a rookie she's a this is her second challenge no i know none of them are rookies i'm just saying in general that's the way to do it go go join the strongest alliance and then ride it until you can flip it around do you think do you think the house is flipped to which the girls are now on the weaker side like the michelle olivia norice is the weaker group no because I think they have too many of the guys on their side. Okay. Because it's really only James on the other side, right? Yeah. So they're, they have too many of the guys. And when, and like them combined, they're, they're just too powerful for the other side. But if they keep getting eliminated, then yeah, they're going to be cooked. What do, you, what do you think we start to see in terms of on the guy's side? It seems like they're going to get James starting to go in there. It's pro- When he doesn't win, it's probably going to keep being Kyland. It seems like people are starting to go Horacio with that too because they don't want him in the finals because he's such a freak. Like, who do you think? think, What do you think the order of people they try and pick off is? Yeah, I think I think James will be. I don't think I think Kylan is going to be one who they try and get to go first. Then Horacio because Horacio is also that's his like number one ally for some reason now this season, which I don't really get that either. But um, and then James. But I think James is actually very protected by Mariah. Mariah is super powerful in this game with all the connections. I don't think James is going to be actually gone after. Uh, I think it's going to be more Kylan or Horacio first. That will be. We're definitely having male next because we had two females the last two weeks. So we're definitely having male next week. So I'm just going to. Like it's probably the CT one too because we're getting limited on how many people and we know CT and car are coming and how much longer can this chaos phase last. So I think we're getting the CT week tomorrow. Let's fucking go. This is lit. Um, but no girl went home. Be, girl didn't go home. So it could be girl. Could be girl. Potentially. 
Do you think they do a third girl elimination in a row? I'd have to send a strongly worded email to the producers. But, I mean, if, if no one went home, then, like... Yeah, it could be the car a week. You're right. Could, could be saving no, CT for that. No, would set precedent for future seasons that, like, you can't know. Because at this point, you could even start... The girls could start to, like, throw in the daily because they know it's a guy. Even though TJ says it's a contestant. Yeah. Well, TJ's always... He's always... Uh has his choice of words or he's very specific with the words that he uses. Yeah, he's TJ is the fucking man. And I was specific <laughs> about my words there. Okay. Uh, do we need to discuss the final elimination at all? Not final, but the elimination at the end of the episode between Raven and Laurel, Laurel gets frustrated, checks her thing twice before Raven gets her first check in. Laurel has a few missing patterns. Uh, were you surprised that the house started to help Raven? Like, why would they no. do that? Like, she's a good number. Like, she's not really, like, I, I was a little confused on that. Um, I mean, it was really started helping her. So they're really not concerned. Um, I wasn't surprised the house started um, to help to help her. I think sometimes there's just like that natural camaraderie with someone who's on your team. Suppose you're on your team that you want them to do well. Yeah. And yeah. there's like the 10,000. I think that's kind of natural. Uh, I do have a few things that I think about this final one. What we talked about last week with this prize needs to be more money against yeah, the, against it. Cause Laurel, I, I, not that she didn't try it, but it was like, I kind of thought she gave like a B minus effort. And I think if you get, put fifty thousand in front of her, twenty five or twenty five, it's it's an A plus effort, and th like it changes things. Two, what you said last week, I think, is very true. They are overcomplicating these fucking uh, like like uh, eliminations, right? Yeah, I want simple games. Yep, simple things. Not four parts to them. Not all this kind of craziness. Like, I get, like, they want to switch it up a little bit. But sometimes it's like, this is a little bit too much. This is a little... Add small wrinkles to the, to the, to the, the key games that we've done, or uh, that the challenge has done for years. Like, this one, I, was, I, I remember watching this, and I was like, what are we doing here? What is this? I would have loved the jumping through the jungle gym with the rope on you attached thing. That would be a good thing where you have a vet like Laurel versus someone who's young, like a little, probably less mobile and smaller, but uh, has more fight and Raven. Like that would have been a cool one. Going super physical, it would have been just too one-sided there. But sometimes that's what it is, right? I have an idea. What, what if they were just like, it's a one-on-one basketball game to five. <laughs> <laughs> or if they did that thing in the middle, like where it's like the where you like charge at them one-on-one -on -one and have to get the ball in the hoop. I mean, I don't think it'd be close. Would it is it more fun to watch this rope challenge than something a physical that one that Laurel just dominates? Um yeah, like if you watched a hall brawl, it would be a disaster. And I don't think it has to be like a hall brawl, but it could be something that's like uh like a just like a um, that you're doing both physical and stamina, and maybe because of that, Raven's able to eke out a win against her. Um, so maybe not Hall Brawl, but I'm trying to think of what's something that... Remember when they oh, like, like, have to dig in the sand through shit? Yeah. 
that would be a great one where it's like speed, stamina, and strength, and you have to like both have a rope and you have to go like that's one of my favorite ones. It's like who's going to give up first? That'd be an awesome one between these two. And like yeah. if like if you beat Laurel in that, that's still physical. That's like that's way better than beating Laurel. Beating Laurel in this to me is like it's cool, but it's not the most impressive. It's not that impressive. Should it? Should there be some choice in it? Should like should like uh, should there be like five options and Laurel picks two, and then Raven's like that's the one. I always think there should be options. I I I, I hate that they come in and it's already selected. That's one of my that's my biggest critique of the challenge. I said that last week. I don't. Love that you get to the elimination. It's already chosen. It's already done. Like we know, like they have no idea and it's just random. It, it, there should be some kind of like selection choice. So both sides can kind of decipher what they want to do. And just to make the viewing experience better, like put something that's going to be a good fight between the contestants that are in there. hundred percent, hundred percent. Or you could be like, if you really want to make it a little bit more political within the game, you ask people who are not in, like they get to decide what it is or so, yeah. something like that. Like, I don't know exactly, but you can come the up winners. with winners. The people, because now the winners of the daily, the winners of the dailies aren't voting in the house vote, right? They get to put the person in. So maybe they also can vote on the game. Yeah. And, and then also it's like, when do you do that? Do you do that before they pull it or right. after they pull it? Um, right. So there's a lot of cool things you could play with, and I just think sometimes they're just so stuck on how they do things that um, they miss out on a few opportunities to make the show even better. Like, we're just giving suggestions here. Producers, reach out to me. I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm around. Uh, all right. Anything that we're just generally missing that you want to talk about? Anything that we were missing? Um, no, I just want to say Raven is a beast. She, um, Raven's becoming we, more of a staple. She'll be on a season with Johnny and the rest of them. I don't know if she has been, but I mean, I know she's been on one before, but she's going to be very often now. Um, yeah, she's good. And then, no, uh, how teams are made in, in the show sometimes for like regular competitions when the when uh, TJ's just like the team is these four, these four, these four, these four. Also, missing out on opportunities. There, you can make that a lot more strategic and and like part of the game. So I just think there's times that the the challenge is like making things random where they could be a little bit more strategic. Do you like the choose your team before they know what the challenge is? Because like sometimes people pair up, or sometimes they go on opposite teams so that they can like help each other. If like they win, it's like then I won't vote you. Situation. Love that. I love it. I, I, I love when they get to do that. But yeah, they can't know what it adds is. Layers of strategy, but they can't know what it is. They need like I want them to do it at the house. I want them to be at the house. They're like, this is like we're doing teams of four. This is what it is. Um, you guys pick your teams, but don't say what the challenge is. All right, last thing. Power rank your top three males, top three females. Top three males, top three. Who you? Who are you calling makes the finals right now? Who is your favorite for the finals? Based on everything, yeah. social game, who's left, who you know is yeah. coming. Um, for guys, uh, my three I know is going to be different than yours because I know you hate one of the guys I'm going to pick. 
Uh, but I think that the three guys who are going are Horacio, Emmanuel, and Jay. I think the three girls who are going will be Michelle. Uh, I want to say mm, Mariah and Raven. Hold on, I'm going to write these down so we have them for next week to, to check in. Give me that one more time, boys. Horacio, Jay, yep. Emmanuel. Yep. Girls, I'm going Michelle, Raven, and Mariah. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go, guys, I'm going to go Horacio. Corey. Wow. And ASAP. ASAP Rocky. Those are my, I, I think four, I think four of each will end up making the finals. That's what they normally do. So maybe we, we should maybe start to go four deep. Uh, but for now, those are my top three in terms of, of guys I think that are going to make the finals and have a chance of winning the finals. Maybe Jay makes it, but I don't think he's going to have a chance to win if he makes it. Um, girls, I'm going Olivia one. Olivia one, yeah, best chance to win the whole thing. Yep, wow, okay, Mariah two, okay, and Purely because if she makes the final, she's going to win the final. But I don't know if she's going to make it. Zaza three. I think Zaza's cooked. She's cooked from a social perspective. But if she makes yeah, the final, exactly. she's not the most dangerous girl. Because of her endurance. Long. I've never seen her wrong, run long distance. But everyone's saying she's unbelievable long distance. So am I supposed to just believe that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, I guess. I, I kind of need to see it. Um, Listen, before they told us they, they told us uh uh Tommy DeVito wasn't made out to be a starting quarterback. Did we need to wait to see it? <laughs> yeah, because like he won three games or whatever he did. That's true. Yeah, man. I mean, okay. Well you got you do gotta prove it, but sometimes when people like it's like one of those real recognized real type of moments. It's like Whoa. when KD goes against one of the young studs, and he's like, "Nah, he's got it." They are who they who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. <laughs> I think that's the best way <laughs> to wrap this up. Thank you, Gib, as always, for joining me. We will be back next week for episode twelve. And uh, as always, peace out. I'm the type to get shit done. You the type to observe. March Madness on my speakers, but today's November 23rd. Got something loud in the blunt, yeah. I don't say what I want, yeah. Probably somewhere sunny and tan. Foreign women in the sun, yeah. This all that I need. This all that I need. This all that I need.